0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Aaron James. Today, we're gonna talk all about insurance and protecting yourselves, your families, your business, and your landlords all at the same time, having some fun doing it, and of course, making a lot of money. So if you're ready, let's get ready to rock. Why are real estate investors ditching their long-term tenants for short-term rentals? I'll tell you one word, profits. Everybody wants a piece of the pie these days, but real estate isn't just for the big boys and girls with deep pockets anymore. That's right, there's a seat at the table for us now, because now you don't even have to buy the properties. Six Figure Host shows how rookies can get in the game and earn a six-figure income with Airbnb and other marketing channels, even if you don't own any properties. And for you seasoned real estate investors, we'll show you how to scale your six-figure business on autopilot. The time is now, the place is here. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. This is your host, Aaron James with Six Figure Host. Today, I'm so excited to have my good friend, Darren Pettyjohn here with us from Proper Insurance, as I've been talking about all throughout the course and everything else that you've heard offline from us. Uh, I don't believe that there's a reason to do business if you're not going to protect your business. And so I had a great fortune to meet this gentleman a couple of uh, months ago. Actually, um, I think it was a year or two ago where I heard him speak and I was like, man, I need this service for my business. And I know many of you, uh, insurance is a very touchy subject, but today we're going to make it fun and we're going to make a lot of money with it at the same time. So I want to help you uh, welcome in right now, Mr. Petty Pettyjohn, Proper Insurance. How are you today, sir? Doing really
1: well. Thanks for having me on the program here, Aaron. Yeah,
0: man, I'm really excited about this. I know we got a chance to talk a little bit beforehand, but I just want to thank you for taking the time out because the individuals that you're talking to here today, they're tremendously serious about earning a six, seven figure income uh, with Airbnb and other short term rentals. And and we've discussed, as you heard me say, that this is something that, you know, insurance is, is definitely something you want to have for yourself, your properties, and your landlords if you're going to be in the mass releasing or the arbitrage game. So uh, I, I'm just really excited to have you here. And if, if you would just take a couple of minutes to introduce yourself and and, and talk about the company that you've created.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, myself personally, I've been in the insurance industry for a better part of 15 years. Um, like most of us, it's it's it wasn't necessarily what I dreamed of doing growing up as a child. Um, you kind of fall into the business that you get into, um, but I, I, I got into insurance about 15 years ago, actually doing uh, U.S. customs import bonds. So any company that <laughs> imports product into the United States, ironically, they're required to have a bond, which is a guarantee that they're going to pay their duties and taxes. So it was very niche insurance um, It intrigued my interest, obviously out of college and uh, I I was uh, involved in developing um, a couple other insurance programs. And then about four years ago, I had an opportunity to uh, start my own company with my business partner. And we were very familiar with the uh, uh, explosive growth of the Airbnb market, um, really the, the, the hyper growth of not only Airbnb, but HomeAway as well. And nobody had really addressed the insurance issue for these short-term rental properties um, to the level that we decided to. Um, There there were some policies out there, but nobody really looked at it from a business owner standpoint. What are the things we need to protect? What's the liability I have? I need to protect the income. I need to protect property, et cetera. And so, uh, like all small business owners, we, it was a bit of a gamble, um, but we had the connections needed to get our cover holder status uh, over at Lloyd's in London. We specifically developed this product uh, for Airbnb and short-term rental properties, and we're off and running. And I'm proud to say that we've actually sold over 20,000 policies um, almost four <laughs> years in. And um every month it seems to be a banner month because we, we deliver on on service, we deliver on product and there's a huge need for this type of insurance. But
0: um Good on you. Pretty
1: much the back history of proper.
0: Yeah, congratulations on those sales too. Thank you. You can't get you can't get there unless you're helping a lot of people.
1: No, and it literally started out with myself, uh, with a, a laptop and a cell phone, and my business partner, and I. I built our website, just like probably a lot of your, your entrepreneurs are doing. Um, but at the end of the day, we knew we had the best product, and it, you know, we 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 had a lot of learning curves to go through. But at the end of the day, we knew we had the best product, and if we could get it to the market, um, we knew it would sell. And then slowly over time. Through uh, organic growth, through, through referrals, through partnerships, we went from five policies a month to 10, to 50, to 100. And actually now we're, uh, we're writing six, 700 new policies a month. Um, I know, it's, it's incredible. We have a staff of almost 35 people now. Okay. Um, and this is it, this is all we do, is insurance for short-term rentals. So I'm really excited to be here. I know it's gonna be a lot of value. Um, <clears throat> to your audience and your uh, your team members
0: yeah and that's that's why I wanted to have you here because when I first heard you speak the number one thing that I guess I guess the best way to say is you kind of scared it into me because mm-hmm. I have been running my business and, and most of the people here have heard my story that I didn't start this as a business I started it almost as an accident and then it grew into a business but nobody ever told me that my renter's insurance wasn't good enough and so yeah thank God I never had an instance where I needed something like this until this aforementioned Airbnb issue that I would just finish telling my students about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that was the only time that I had that happen. But I know that the one time you need it, you better have it. Right. So I'm, I'm glad you're here with us. So let's do this. Why don't, if you don't mind, let's start with Airbnb. So the people that are here, that is the flagship, you know, people understand or hear about Airbnb more than other short-term rental sites. We are mm-hmm. teaching them how to, to diversify into other marketing channels like HomeAway and so on and so forth. But why don't we start by talking about the, the the guarantees from Airbnb and what to watch for, what to look out for, and what makes your program a little bit different?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, there's definitely some some articles online about in fact, I know there's one out there that says Airbnb would not have made it without insurance being mainstream or, or something to that fact. It, it's kind of like the the Uber effect, this massive growth of Uber. Like if there wasn't insurance insuring this new business uh, segment, if you will, then it wouldn't have made it mainstream. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's It's great marketing. I mean, I say that. I'm a fan of Airbnb like everyone else. Without them, I would be doing 200 policies a month instead of 500. But at the end of the day, they needed to do something. And so what they did is they developed these two products, essentially. Phenomenal marketing gives you peace of mind that there's some coverage in the background. But fundamentally, they're they're flawed and there's a lot of issues with them. And mm-hmm. so let's sort of digest the guarantee first. Okay. So a concept that your listeners need to understand, if they're going to have any idea to understand insurance, is there's, there's two categories, essentially. There's property insurance. So that's something you can touch and feel. Essentially, it's property coverage. So that would be a home, the contents in the home, someone steals your property, your house burns down, your car is stolen. Etc. This is actual physical property. And so there's lots of different coverages that surround property insurance. And then the flip side of that is casualty or liability. So you've probably heard the term property and casualty. Casualty is the liability of being uh, liable for bodily injury or property damage. So if someone's injured, it's your fault. Or if someone's property is damaged, it's your fault. So you're liable for it. We'll go to the guarantee. So the Airbnb host guarantee is property insurance. They came out and they said, we are going to cover property insurance, property damage, up to a million dollars for every booking. Now, the first problem with that is it's not an insurance policy. It says right on the website, this is not an insurance policy, and this is not designed to replace renters or homeowners insurance
0: and I so, fell for it
1: naturally. There's a red flag there, but there is some coverage. So they've mm-hmm. just basically written a guarantee and there's a lot of loopholes and requirements. So you have to think, okay, how are they going to get out of paying these property claims? Well, one of the requirements, for example, is that you have to report the property damage within a certain time frame, mm-hmm. And I think it's, 72 hours, two days, something. So what if a guest checks out of your property and you don't go to clean the property for 24 hours until the next guest checks in or something? Then you call Airbnb and they say, well, when did the property damage happen? When did the renter overflow your toilet or something? And you say, oh, it was 72 hours ago. They go, oh, you missed your window. And again, don't quote me. I don't know if it's 72 hours, but there's a lot of things like them that are very slippery for them to essentially get their way out of paying you a, a, a check for the damage. It's and, not-
0: and, and just so you know, um, they may have changed this, but the issue that I ran into was it actually has to be reported before the next guest checks in. So it could be even less than 72 hours. So if you have a guest checking in, the very next day, you could already be out of your claim right away.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, and it's been a while since I've pulled it up, um, the host guarantee online, but if you read through it, um, at first look, like anything we're, we're, we're in sales and marketing, you know, we're in business and at first glance, it looks wonderful because think how many people are a little hesitant to list their property on Airbnb or for your case, you know, it's a little different with the master lease arbitrage model, but they just see that million dollars and guarantee and they go, Oh, I feel okay about it. And they move on with life. And so it is phenomenal marketing, but when you get into the nuts and bolts and you actually read through the guarantee, there's a lot of websites out there. In fact, if you just Google, um, you know, Airbnb insurance claims or something to that sort, you're going to find websites and people and blog threads or excuse me, uh, community threads where people are upset and, and their property just wasn't simply, it just simply wasn't covered. Sure. Um, but I'm not going to speak negatively against Airbnb and say they would never cover anything because there are a few examples. Typically it seems like when the press gets involved um, that they've stepped up and, and paid um, claims, if you will, from the guarantee. But it's not insurance. It's not regulated and your name's not on it. And this is an important thing to know. If your name is not on the insurance policy that you have for your your auto, for your home, for all this life insurance, whatever. If your name's not on the policy, you don't have policy rights. And there's a lot of value in having policy rights. You know, it's 50 pages long. When you dig into that contract, you're gonna realize, hey, I paid a premium for this. And if there's a claim denied or something isn't right, I have the right to hire a public adjuster to take a second look at this claim. I have the right to come back to the insurance company, um, so on and so forth, where with a guarantee, it's not even an insurance product. You're not guaranteed anything. You have no rights. So that's a big concept that a lot of people fundamentally don't understand. And it's a good backup there. But I would not rely on Airbnb paying property damage claims for you
0: and, and that 's important because in this model we're promising that our we 're promising our landlords that we 're going to take good care of the property we 're also promising them that they 're covered under our insurance, so if all yeah. we have is this guarantee, then uh, somebody 's going to be mad. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and stay involved as well on certain levels where they have actually come out in a lot of communities across the country and said, Look, uh, the guarantee doesn't suffice for anything, and neither does the host protection because your name's not on it. And we need to see insurance with your name on it because we're going to require you to carry insurance. So, um, again, I, I don't want to uh, downplay or badmouth Airbnb in any way, but the reality of it is, this is my business. Um, we have tons of claims, testimonials and stories just like yours, Aaron, where, um, you know, it, it, it didn't turn out so well, but it's free. So, you know, it kind of goes without saying that if there's some coverage there, great. If not, um, you know, you, you kind of got what what was coming.
0: Unfortunately. Sure. Sure. So. I guess that's great to have as a backup, so to yeah. speak. I don't know if it's a backup, but. What do they need, Darren? What What do you suggest that our short-term renters need?
1: Yeah, well, um, uh, and I'll get into that in one second. just wanted to finish up with the host protection. So oh, yes, I'm sorry. Property side. Yeah, no problem. The The liability side is the Airbnb host protection, which is an actual insurance policy. And actually, I believe it's through Lloyd's, the same market that, that our program and product is through. Lloyd's is a huge company, or it's not a company, it's a huge insurance market very similar to the New York Stock Exchange. There's syndicates that take on certain levels of exposure to spread the risk among throughout the market. Um, But it is real. Um, I don't believe anyone has an actual copy of it, but it is a real product. The problem with the host protection, which says every booking is insured up to a million dollars for liability. Someone's injured at your Airbnb, they sue you for a half million dollars, you send Airbnb an email, and their, their uh, policy responds on your behalf. Um, my fear, my biggest fear of this for, for your clients is the fact that there's not one review online in two years regarding an, a live time being paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look regularly. Now there's a lot of documentation again on Airbnb not stepping up. But the reality is, where's the proof? In the world we live in of BBB and Facebook reviews and social media, I have to stand by my product. Um, We have 25 BBB reviews, and these are real claims reviews. These are real people that have real insurance and call to file a claim. Um, We have Facebook. This is an open, it's it's great, because at the end of the day, you end up with a better And that's the great thing about uh, capitalism, if you will, is the best product's going to win. And in today's day and age, you have to have service and product or you're going to get killed online with negative reviews. Mm -hmm. There's not one review. Um, So that really worries me. If you actually look at the page, host protection, there's a lot of exclusions. They exclude uh, sexual assault. They exclude molestation. They exclude, I believe, vicious animal breeds uh, they do not include personal and advertising injury would be if someone sued you for invasion of privacy or slander and different things so you think you're getting business insurance but how do they get out of paying claims they strip down the coverage they exclude things so if all these things are covered and let's say one of your hosts um, Decides to rent out one of their properties for a week to a couple, and actually, I've been involved in a few invasion of privacy claims. Um, this is a real life example, actually, and the cleaning staff showed up to clean the property a day early, and they had their schedules mixed up. And the husband and wife are just it sitting. Can happen. there. It happened. This is an actual claim that we had to defend. Um, the claim was settled for forty grand, so they got forty thousand dollars. It is what it is. That's just the way insurance works. You settle, you don't want to go to court. Sure. Um, so anyway, the cleaning crew came early and then the guests checked out and no joke, 30 days later, they had a friend likely that was an attorney and they wrote a letter and they made a demand. I mean, you can make a demand for anything. And they said, look, my invasion, my privacy was invaded. I booked this property for seven days. You, you just walked in the front door six days later You invaded my privacy and I'm suing you. Now my wife has emotional distress, distress, pain and suffering on and on. People can sue you for anything. So that example falls under invasion of privacy. And that would not be covered under the Airbnb host protection. On their website, it clearly says we do not cover personal and advertising injury. What if someone you know, I don't want to use scare tactics, but you know, insurance is is explained well through examples. So here's another yeah. example: You decide to rent out to uh, two brothers, and they rent an apartment, uh, one of the one of the Airbnb rentals for a couple nights. They decide to drink. They get a little rowdy, and the neighbor in the complex he's so upset because this these brothers are being loud in fact they know you're doing an airbnb it's fully legal you're making money it's it's great 99% of the time everybody's happy but sure. that the, that one booking through those brothers they decide to drink alcohol and they punch your neighbor um they just decide to physically assault your neighbor well guess what that's battery when you touch somebody that's assault yeah. and battery that's the battery part of assault and battery And that's not covered under the host protection for Airbnb.
0: But now why do do I need to be covered for that though? Because ultimately at the end of the day, who's
1: at fault? Okay. So your neighbor has a broken nose. Whose fault is it? Ultimately let's rewind everything that's played out. Why is that guy's nose broken?
0: Well, because I rented a property to somebody else <laughs> and then ultimately you're running a business. Yep.
1: You didn't vet those people. You just let them willy nilly punch your key code and go stay in that apartment complex for three Shoot. nights. They drank, they punched your neighbor. Are they going to sue your renters? Of course. Are they also going to sue you? Yes. And they're going to sue the owner of the property. Uh, they're going to sue everybody. Uh, likely everyone would be a named defendant in a lawsuit from, from the neighbor. So that's a big deal. And again, we're not using scare tactics. These are very, uh, very much outlier examples, but this is why you buy insurance. But that's,
0: I mean, it's also a good thing because I think most of our, our listeners are probably thinking, I was just worried about somebody damaging my property. And here you are saying that, you know, invasion of privacy or battery claims could also be something that could take our business down. Uh, it, could not only,
1: it could not only take your business down, but it could seriously affect the financial, your financials for the rest of your life. Um, it's one of those situations where I don't want to say there's a target out on Airbnb, but uh, in certain areas, there, there potentially could be a target. People, people are making money. This is a property rights issue. This is the greatest thing ever. This is what I love about our country is the, the fact that people are entrepreneurs and we now have the age of the internet where, you know, it, it the coolest thing ever is to look down at the United States from space and you see all the lights, you know, you've got all the lights on the West coast, all the lights on the East coast, kind of dark in the middle, but you see all these lights and then do an overlay and just have the lights on For homes that are empty, properties that nobody's at, it looks the same. Mm. It actually looks the same. So there's so many properties that are just sitting there vacant. And now we have Airbnb and travelers and, and, you know, the arbitrage model. It's it's phenomenal what's, what's happening with Airbnb. But make no mistake, there's plenty of people who are, aren't doing what you and your students are doing and they're not happy about it. Um, and if they come after you, you have to have sure that it's not risk of just letting sweeping it under the rug. Definitely.
0: And, and I'm, I lost you for a second. It seems like we're having a little bit of an issue. Can you hear me okay? I've got you, Aaron,
1: did you lose me there?
0: Yeah, I, I lost you for a quick second, but it looks like you're back now. Okay. All right. So, okay, yeah. Sure. That 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 makes a lot of sense. So, you've got now proper insure that um a proper insurance that has a better solution.
1: Well, we do. And let me sort of explain our offering. Um most people are familiar with renters insurance. Mm-hmm. Do you have me okay now?
0: Yes, we're good. Okay,
1: Fantastic. Um, when you rent a property, most people have rented a property at some point in their life. Um, most landlords these days anyway, will require you to carry renters insurance. And basically what that policy does is it covers all of your stuff because most people furnish the rental themselves. So you need to protect that. And that would fall under property coverage. Um, the couch, the TV, Uh, maybe some minor jewelry, you you have your clothing, all these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to the contents property coverage, it will cover you for liability. And your base policy will have $100,000 of personal liability. So if you own a dog or if you have a party or whatever, if somehow you're sued, the landlord knows that, hey, this this renter has insurance. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only is it good for you, the renter, it's good for the landlord. So that's renter's insurance, um, it's 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, geico.com, progressive, no big deal. A fundamental concept that everybody needs to understand with insurance is, what is the exposure for the insurer? Okay, so the question you have to ask is, if I rent a property for 12 months, and I stay there, it's where I reside, And I buy renter's insurance for twenty bucks a month. What is the exposure to Geico? So they're collecting twenty months times twelve months, so that's one hundred twenty. That's two hundred and forty dollars a year. Well, we add that up over millions of policyholders. Okay, well, probably every once in a while they pay theft claims. Probably every once in a while they get pulled into a liability suit, and so on and so forth. But that's it. So now let's think about it from a short-term rental standpoint. You're doing the same exact thing. You're renting this place for 12 months and then you're turning around and running this this Airbnb business, phenomenal. You have people nightly, weekly, monthly coming and going. You have different people staying at this property who are not familiar with the property. Um, There's a lot more exposure. What do you think the claims are with a property like that? They're a lot higher, I can tell you, because we've been doing this for four years and and we cost more than 20 bucks a month. Well, the insurance company really isn't the bad guy then, because they're trying to figure out what's going on at the property. We need to insure you, spread the risk among all the insurers, and charge you an appropriate premium. So the fact that all these companies out there are not accurately covering Airbnb and short-term rentals, it's unfortunate for a lot of the consumers and for the, for the uh, Airbnb folks, but at the end of the day, it's not, it's not the big bad insurance companies. It's, they don't know what's going on. You have to have full disclosure <clears throat> and tell these people what you're doing. <clears throat> so for us, we obviously saw this issue. and We're really the only brokerage doing this nationwide, all 50 states. We said, why don't we do the same thing except sell a commercial renter's policy. Um, And essentially that's what we did. So we provide property coverage. We provide business income coverage. We provide the million dollars of commercial liability automatic. And then we also have a unique thing where your property coverage for your contents will also extend to coverage for damage to the actual building itself and commercial liability automatically comes with a hundred thousand of property coverage to damage, uh, to the properties you rent. So essentially you're covering all your major bases. and roughly give or take, it's about 50 to $60 a month is what we price ours. But that's, that's what
0: I love, by the way. <laughs> I love What's how, that? I love how cost effective it is.
1: Well, it, it's all about claims and actuaries. So right now, California is on fire. Um, there's a hurricane coming into Hawaii, actually, as we speak. And there's a couple of hurricanes lined up for the Gulf, but it doesn't look like it's going to be bad. Last year, they came in one after another. We had Harvey, we had Irma, we had Jose. They just came in one after another. So insurance in California right now is really expensive. Because hundreds of or tens of billions of dollars were paid last year for fire insurance claims. We lost a few houses. It happens. But everyone's insurance rates are going up in California. It's just the cost of living in California yeah. and migration of people into the forest and forest burn. It's a real issue with insurance right now. It's actually a fascinating time to be involved in insurance uh, in the Sierra Nevadas um, and all throughout California. But we're charging 50 bucks a month. Well, that's not necessary. so it's double maybe what a Geico renter's policy is, but we didn't just willy-nilly pull that from a hat. We, we have four years of claims data to say, look, we need to be charging this much. Um, will that change three years from now? Potentially, it might be 80 bucks a month because we find out that for whatever reason, there's a lot more theft claims or liability claims or whatever it is, and the premium will go up. Um, but that's the basic concept is, you know, you you have to charge an appropriate premium for the risk that you're taking on. So mm-hmm. State Farm, Allstate, Nationwide, USAA, Liberty Mutual, Travelers, they're all great companies, but none of them are specializing in this unique risk. I mean, bottom line, that's my opportunity, <clears throat> our opportunity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh so let's stay on the fire subject for a second, because uh, I remember was it last year or the year before where uh, the Smoky Mountains were on fire? was that last year uh,
1: That was uh, December of two thousand okay. and sixteen okay I remember it very well because we lost uh, i want to say eighteen houses in the Gatlinburg, Tennessee forest fire so
0: so when you when you talk about business income or loss of income what are you doing for these? I mean, we're not just talking, you know, a little bit of damage here or there. We're talking whole homes being destroyed mm-hmm. and obviously not being able to accept new guests at your property. What, what does your insurance do for those people?
1: Yeah, great question. So it's what's called business income or business interruption insurance. Okay. Um, it's Cadillac from a business income or some people are used to it being called loss of rents. So if I lose the, the ability to rent, I need to get paid. Um, Basically the way it works, in the event of a covered loss, so that's where the sentence starts, in the event of a covered loss, and your property becomes uninhabitable, unrentable, then you get a check for your lost business income as a result of that property damage. So in the event of a total loss, your house burns down, it's actually 18 to 24 months until a home is rebuilt. A lot of people don't realize that, um, but the devastation comes through in an area and then it's months before investigations are done. Um, You have to get permits to rebuild. You have to find contractors. I mean, think of the area, contractors flooded in from all around to the Southern Appalachia to start rebuilding these homes in, in Sevier County, Tennessee. So it takes a long time. So you need protection for the entire time that your property is being rebuilt. So you get to choose on our policy. I can do 10,000. I can do 20. I can do 50. I can do a hundred. I can do a billion. <clears throat> I can choose whatever I want for my business income. And then in the event of that covered loss, you're going to get a check for your lost income. So an example for your uh, audience here would be, um, a very common claim is backups of sewers and drains. We automatically add twenty five thousand in coverage. Um, unless that's added onto your policy, you don't have coverage. Um, so if if some of your audience doesn't uh, insure with us, they want to make sure and pull out their policy and look for that because it's a very common claim. It's a top five claim. So uh, backups of sewers and drains damages the floors. Uh, you need to call and file an insurance claim for the water damage. You need to uh, do the restoration to get the water damage dried up and you need to have a contractor come in and bid the, bid the floors and you need to have the floors redone. Then you need to have it tested to make sure there's no mold and so on. So you're looking at probably a six week to eight week process. Well, guess what? You had to cancel all those bookings. Mm -hmm. Nobody's coming to the Airbnb and uh, you are losing income. So that would be an example of a claim that you would file with proper. Not only would we um, repair the floors, but we would also write you a check for your lost income.
0: Wow, so ev- even if this is not your primary source of income, so this is just an investment property on the side, I don't live in it at all, and you know it's inhabitable or unrentable for a period of time. You're gonna pay, now what do you pay me out? Is it an arbitrary number, is it? Based on past bookings?
1: Yep, it's based on past and future bookings, and actually, how the language is written in the contract. If there are uh, numbers that are trending up or trending down in resort type areas, there's actually language in the contract to pay you more than you paid last year. So, for example, if the last three year history you had December, December year one, you did a thousand, December year two, you did fifteen hundred, December year three, you did two thousand you're trending up 50% every year, you would have a good argument for us to pay you 2,500 because you've been trending up every year. Um, and it, we're very reasonable. And at the end of the day, you paid a premium for that business income coverage. And um, if it pays out, we, we, we look at a lot of things. I'll give you an example from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Actually, we had a gentleman's house burned down he bought our policy and got into the business. He actually had three rentals. He just bought three cabins in Tennessee and all three of them were destroyed in the fire, but he didn't have any rental history. Um, mm-hmm. So he didn't, what do you get paid for business income? And and I literally got involved in the claim and I wanted to get a great claims testimonial from him, which I did. Um, but I told him, I said, look, go find three comparable properties on Airbnb, same number of bedrooms, same square footage, same area, same amenities. Send me the link and we'll square it up and go off of what what what, the, what that property. And he sent me the links and he agreed to 3000 a month is what he felt was uh, adequate. And that's what he ultimately ended up getting paid. Um, but we're not out to get you. Insurance companies are not out to, to get you. I mean, whatever is fair and reasonable. We had another gal who actually, uh, this is a great story. She had damage to her property. And the next day, she put an ad on Craigslist for home for rent. Ten thousand a month, <laughs> and then through the claims process, she sent us a link of her Craigslist listing and said, "Oh, you owe me ten thousand a month." And I was like, um, "Really?" Because th- this posting, oh yeah, it just, it's been booked. Uh, actually, they were they were going to sign a twelve month lease. It turned into an absolute fiasco, and uh, we she did end up getting some business income, but you know, so you get you get both sides. But at the sure. end of the day, if you're honest, you're you know, we're going to pay you what what you lost.
0: Well, I think that's good peace of mind for, for our listeners because uh, this is a very exciting business to be a part of. But we also know that there's crazy people out there, and there's also things that we can't control. And uh, I, I know that you know something like this. If you don't have insurance, it's gonna it's gonna dig deep into your pocketbook. It could probably, you know, shoot you out of business just as quickly as you got in. So I think that this is a, a no brainer, really. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to say it.
1: Well, it, it is, and what we what we typically see is someone who dabbles in Airbnb and does one property. Uh, more times than not, they they actually do well. I, I think your your listeners know this, and through your course, they know this as well. And from you, that people are pleasantly surprised on how quick their properties get booked and how many people are using Airbnb. Yeah, and they don't really think about it. In a, Think about insurance right off the bat but here's where they miss unfortunately is at some point you're going to rely on that income Um, it's human nature to live um, above your means Uh, we're all guilty of it at some point and you're gonna live by how much money you make and if you go through this six-figure host and you get to those six figures as potentially supplemental income to whatever else you're doing Um, you're going to buy more stuff and you're going to have more debt and life's going to go on. Well, what happens to that income when it's gone and someone does have the backup of sewer and drain or a property does burn down or someone does get injured and sue you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we want people to feel good about the insurance premium they're paying for. And if nothing else, even if you feel like you're covered a little bit through Airbnb, well, they're not paying you business income. That's completely unique to our product. Sure. And so if nothing else, ensure the income that you're making.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I see uh, professional athletes doing that now, right? You know, they're, they're insuring themselves against injury right before the draft. Or I guess I should say they're collegiate athletes before they go pro.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. and, and doctors obviously do that because they have to use their hands and yep. very specialized people. That if they were disabled, and I know this because I actually was involved in the disability insurance program. Um, but these unique occupations, they now don't have the ability to perform surgery or do things, and they have to ensure um, they have to ensure that income that they would generate. And people, a lot of people don't know this, but your most valuable asset as a human is your ability to earn an income. And if you ever ask someone and you say, what is your biggest asset? What's the one thing you can't lose? Everyone says, oh, my house. My house is paid off or, you know, I have 300,000 in equity in my home. My home's my biggest asset. No, it's not. Your ability to actually go out and work and generate an income over the next five, 10, 20, 30 years, depending on how old you are, that's your biggest asset. Sure. And you need to protect your, your income, it's huge.
0: So so with this business income protection, uh, is that extra on top of the cost you talked about before or is that's included?
1: No, that's built in. Um, again, uh, 50 to 75, 50 to 60 bucks. Would, our base policy would be basically about 50,000 for property, um, 50,000 for income, and then the million dollars of commercial liability. But some people who make a lot more than that uh, will insure their income for a hundred or 200 grand, et cetera. And so the premium would go up slightly if you increased your limits of insurance. Um, But for the most part, people are pretty comfortable with 50. Um, All depends, you know, Um, you need to talk it through with your agent at, at proper insurance and I, one thing I'll add to the to the master lessee arbitrage model that, that you're developing and perfecting is um, truthfully no one on a national level it's, it's, it's hard to believe that nobody is really zeroing in on this insurance across all 50 states now a few few companies tried to do it. And they essentially did products very similar to ours, but they failed during the claims process because they didn't think. all way through. And if you have a quote from a competitor or you're uneasy or unsure about something um, at the end of this, you know, I'm going to give you the information to contact proper and let us know about it because we will absolutely shoot it to you straight. We have high closing ratios because we sell for education and we want to know Um, We want to know about it from a competitor standpoint as well, but tread very lightly with this because it's very complicated to do this. Uh, You can't just, you can't just develop this overnight. It's, it's super niche and um, you know, just tread lightly. That's, that's all I ask. It's Mm -hmm. definitely.
0: Well, I have seen other companies out there, but uh, I've been so scared off. I think most of people in the United States are deathly afraid of insurance because really what you hear most about insurance is a claim being denied or somebody not, you know, not coming through with whatever it is that they promised. And here you are, you've been paying this premium month after month after month. Yep. And then you get disappointed. So I have taken a look at other companies, but I've never seen anything that comes close to what, what you're doing. And even so much so that I was thinking like, okay, do I need renter's insurance and this proper insurance or can I get away with just one or the other? So, and I've gone back and forth on that. So I'm glad to have you here. So i ask you the questions directly. Is this something you feel should be supplemental insurance or it can be a, a replacement for whatever we have currently?
1: Um, it's, it's replacement for what you have. So. Okay. Something you're everyone, not just your listeners, but everybody needs to have is Personal liability insurance. Personal liability insurance protects you from bodily injury or property damage that you could be found liable for personally. You own a dog, you're walking your dog, your dog bites someone. You're in a grocery store, you're goofing off with your buddy and and you trip an elderly person. You injure them. Their health insurance company sues you. You just being a human, being out and about on planet Earth, if you just do something dumb, and you injure somebody and they, other than your auto, your auto liability is something different, but you need personal liability insurance. So where do you find personal liability? You find it first and foremost through your homeowner's insurance. So if you are a homeowner, if you own a condo, a home, a duplex, a townhouse, you have just where you live, automatically you're gonna have personal liability and it's gonna follow you anywhere you go in the world. So fantastic. Um, where's the other place you get it renters insurance so not everybody owns a home and they rent and so they buy renters insurance they have personal liability it's just something you need so the reason I bring this up is if if you have listeners who are re-renting their primary place just to get started this is the first time they rent an apartment They have an extra bedroom, they're gonna rent the bedroom on Airbnb. Yes, you need proper insurance. It's something you need for your business. But um, actually, excuse me, uh, (laughs) we actually have a question on our policy that says, is this your primary residence? And when someone answers yes to that, we actually throw in a million dollars of personal liability as well. Um, So you get the commercial liability and the personal liability. So,
0: All rolled into one.
1: It's completely replacement. Um, So that's a good education on what personal liability is. Um, But if you contact us to to get a policy for for your primary property or simply properties that you're re renting, um, it's the only policy you need. You would be doubled up having renter's insurance. Correct.
0: Okay. And so you've got everything covered. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Never say that in insurance.
1: In fact, I know, in your I audience a great example of something that is not covered, okay. but a lot of people think it's covered. And part of the reason insurance gets a bad rap, um, it's something called loss of market. Okay. So right now there is the red tide in Florida. Yeah,
0: just right heard that. about the
1: red tide going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when the red tide comes in? People don't want to go rent the condo on the beach and they cancel their trip and they say, we're not going because of the red tide, right? Mm-hmm. So then they call us or they call whoever their insurance carrier is and they say, I need to file an insurance claim because no one's renting my property because of the red tide. Not covered. Not covered under proper, not covered under any insurance on the face of the earth. What that's called is loss of market, and it is an exclusion in every insurance policy. So you have lost your market. People don't wanna come there because it's cloudy, because there's no water in the lake. I have a house on a lake, and there's no water in the lake because it didn't snow, and the snow didn't melt. You've lost your market. Mm -hmm. So in other words, there's no property damage. There's no fire, there's no hurricane. There's no backups of sewers and drains, there's no theft, there's no injury, there's no claim. You've just simply lost your market because of certain conditions. So when we explain it to people and they call in, perfectly fine with it, they understand it, we're no different than any other insurance company, but I want your audience to understand that if they have five properties they're running in Florida and business is great and all of a sudden there's a red tide in Florida and people cancel their bookings, um, you can't file an insurance plan for that. It's not covered.
0: Okay, good to know. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess there are crazy scenarios like that because I've never heard of this red tide before this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure that there are scenarios like this that will pop up from time to time. But uh, it really does help, at least for me, to have peace of mind knowing that most of the rest of the things that I that I do on a daily basis, as I rent my properties. Are covered by what you guys offer? Correct. And exactly. That's, that's, that's a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's why I was excited to have you on. And I know we, we've talked a lot about Airbnb, but you also you you have a partnership with HomeAway now too. Is that correct?
1: Uh, we do. HomeAway actually came out and endorsed Proper as their preferred insurance carrier for all nice. uh, HomeAway VRBO owners. Um, nice. We're very proud of that, actually. Um, it was uh, about eight months to a year in the making, um, but but they get questions just like you, all the time from their owners, and unfortunately there's not a ton of Cadillac options, and we're not always the least expensive. In fact, from a homeowner standpoint, um, we're traditionally a little bit, quite a bit more expensive than a homeowners, but we provide all these coverages, and that's what they wanted to be able to offer their owners to also protect the market and say, look, this is a great industry. And it's an insured industry. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. Good- well, and the thing about HomeAway and I, we just finished having this conversation in one of our modules, but the difference between HomeAway and Airbnb is that, you know, Airbnb will, you know, ask you whatever you want your deposit to be, you know, let's call it $500, but they don't take that money from the guest right away. You know, there's a whole process you have to go through to get that money. But with HomeAway, if you say it's $500, they take that $500 from your guest right up front at the time of booking. Uh, Or they give you this option where you can do like a damage fee, where -hmm. you'll pay a smaller amount of money and then it's not a deposit. It's just, you've paid it, you know, let's call it 70 bucks and you've paid it and now you don't have to worry about anything else. So, so my, my question with that is, how does that compare, you know, that damage fee, how does that compare to what you have? Should we in that scenario have both? And if we do have both, for instance, I do have both, Mm -hmm. what's the proper order to go through in terms of insurance at that point?
1: Yeah. uh, Great question. So what we sell is would fall into the category of, of homeowners insurance. Okay. So, and for your listeners, it's a commercial renters policy. But essentially, it, that still kind of falls under homeowner. It's, it's where someone lives, renter's insurance. It's been around forever. And with our policy in all home and condo policies and renter's insurance policies, there's a deductible. Uh, our lowest deductible is $1,000. And the reason we do this is so we can charge you guys $50 bucks a month instead of 100 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of expense in processing claims uh, there's an investigation that needs to be done a lot of times there's a claims adjuster that needs to go to the property to investigate what happened there's obviously the claims payout there's there's a lot of cost in this so the idea which really makes sense is to avoid small claims uh, someone broke my lamp 150 bucks Well, sorry, that's home ownership, or that's just ownership. It's not above $1,000, so you have nothing to file on your home policy. So you may as as well just pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason you have our product is mainly catastrophic. Fire, water damage, hail damage, theft, vandalism, liability, income. That's why you have our product. The lamp... Not proper insurance, not home insurance. Sure. Um, so $1,000 deductible. So that's where we live. Uh, that's the space we live in. So if, you, if we kind of think it through logically, though, Airbnb and, and HomeAway are doing these mini leases. It's almost like coming to someone and saying, hey, can I lease your house for three days? I mean, really, that's what it is, right? It's just a micro mini lease. Mm -hmm. Um, and the industry was used to having a security deposit every owner or person is used to saying yeah you can rent my place but what if you break the lamp what if you stuff up the floors or damage the carpet oh I need a thousand dollar deposit the problem with that is it's cumbersome it's slow it's archaic there's a lot of paperwork involved who has the time to do a true security deposit every time someone books an Airbnb no, It is. painful <laughs> It is so that's where this accidental damage protection through CSA and red sky trap red sky and uh, I think well there's quite a few mm-hmm. uh, I know CSA is a good outfit um, but that's, that's why that exists so you pour it up front it's the convenience or the traveler pays for it somebody pays the 50 bucks um, and it protects this thousand dollar deposit if you will sort of filling the deductible gap with proper insurance. Um, and yeah, I absolutely recommend it, but I will tell you, um, you need to read through those contracts because there's a lot of negative press on these accidental damage insurance companies where if the damage was intentional,
0: <laughs>
1: it's not covered. Mm-hmm. So if I rented into your place and I went, you know what? I feel like you charged me too much. I'm going to take this lamp and throw it against the wall. I intentionally broke that lamp. Technically, if, if, if the last time I checked, it's not covered. It was an intentional act.
0: No, that's, you're right. You're right.
1: That's, that's, that's little ridiculous versus if I was dancing to music and I, Fell into the lamp, and I accidentally broke the lamp um, it, it is what it is, but you guys they're 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 good companies too, and they're charging the appropriate amount of premium, I assure you, for the damages and stuff that they're paying out
0: so well that's where it lives yeah and and one of the things they don't cover is theft, so that is why I have both Is you guys cover theft, they don't cover theft, like you said, they only cover accidental things. So if, if they want to fess up to it, knowing that they've already paid their $70, yeah. then, you, then you can get it paid out. But if they deny it or if it comes out that it was intentional, then you're, you're, you're still out the money.
1: So what's the max exposure? What's the max payout on those? It's, it's, I think there's different levels, right? A thousand, twenty five hundred, five.
0: 2,500, five. I, I can't remember. And, and shame on me for doing that, right? I'm I'm doing this whole segment on insurance. I don't like to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I just try to get myself as much coverage to kind of wrap around my entire business and just you know pray that something will will work out for us.
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, and and honestly, that's smart. I mean, you definitely have the guy on on online here that knows it better than anybody, and and there there there's nothing it's not a bad idea to have the um, accidental damage protection because those things can add up, especially in the beginning. Unless you get to a point where you have 10, 15, 20, 30 properties, if you get to that point, collect the 50 bucks yourself, put it in a bank account and generate a new revenue source. Because once you've covered that thousand dollars, then you're good. And you're essentially your own insurance company. You're self-insuring the broken lamps, the the damage to the appliances and, and things like that. But if yeah. you don't have that capital, then CSA is is awesome. I mean, I, I would rec I have no hesitation recommending CSA.
0: Yeah, I love them. That's 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 mm-hmm. what I currently use. I've also used Rental Guardian in the past as well. Mm-hmm. So they they do the same thing. Yeah. Man, this this has been extremely helpful. Thank you for Again, sharing your time with us and sharing this stuff. I know it's not the, for some people, it's it's not the funnest conversation to have, right? You know, we're yeah. you're scaring people into taking action. You know, insurance by nature is in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while we don't want to think negatively, we want to always be optimistic. We do also have to be a little realistic at the same time. My last question to you, Darren, um, we talked about this the people that are listening to you right now have most likely entered into an agreement with a property owner, okay, who's mm-hmm. acting as a landlord. Yes. So you talked about business income before, I'm assuming that business income is paid to us and then we're still responsible for paying the rent to the landlord, but right. my question is, what do we do, because we're promising them that we're going to insure them as well. So how does that work in your scenario?
1: Yeah, I, I'm so glad you asked that question because th- that's really the, one of the biggest parts of the meat and potatoes of this whole thing, um, and it's a huge uh, selling point for your listeners, yourself, uh, to get these leases done. Um, important to understand that any time a lawsuit happens, the owner of the property is getting pulled into it. Ultimately, they own the property. And and one way or another, they're gonna find their way in in, in, in find their way uh, as a defendant in, in sure. a liability claim. Sure. So how does the owner have insurance? Well the owner probably has a landlord policy or, or some other type of insurance, but what it likely excludes business activity, they didn't know that they were renting to re-renters, it could turn into a mess. So what they what they really want and need and get through proper insurance. Is they are automatically covered under that million dollars of commercial general liability so here's how it works you buy our insurance you're an insured of ours I believe you have our insurance yes Yes. in that policy that you have with us there is a section that says who is an insured insurance contracts are just that they're they're absolute it's contract law at its finest and you need to define lots of terms and conditions and definitions throughout the policy. So you're on, you're the named insured. It's right on there. But there's a lot of other people that need and want coverage and should have coverage other than just you. So think about it. What if you own a home, you buy the insurance policy, but you have a wife and kids. Well, how do they have covered because they're not a native shirt, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a section in every insurance contract out there that says, who is an insured? Who is an insured? Obviously the person on the declarations page with your name on it is insured. Mm-hmm. Any spouse automatically covered any children under your care, custody and control under the age of 21 automatically covered your kid's liability. Uh, any partners in a LLC, um, any executive members and part of a corporation and so on and so forth. Well, one of the pieces that we have in there, any real estate manager acting on behalf of the property is automatically covered. And actually I have to apologize here. I was, um, I was giving you the pitch through a property manager's eyes. So I'm a manager that manages 50 properties. Now I'm going to recommend proper insurance and I'm going to automatically be covered under proper's policy, which is true. We work with property managers all across sure.
0: the country. And, and by the way, there, there'll be lots of people here that as they grow their own business, they're going to take on that extra responsibility There you go. as, exactly. as a PM so later on. Really,
1: yeah. As a PM, exactly. It's actually a really fundamental thing to understand. Any real estate manager acting on behalf of the property is automatically covered under commercial general liability which is what we're selling in every policy Uh, so that's important to know but in your example of where the owner of the property is different um, we actually simply add them on as additionally insured onto the policy and here's how we catch it every time you went through our binding process where you actually bought our insurance the first question is um, who is the owner of the business? Who's running the business? Who's the named insured? Which is you and your, your, your uh, audience. Yes. You guys are running the Airbnb business. You're the named insured. Correct. Next question, who owns the real estate? It's actually the second question on our application. So if that's different, you don't actually own the real estate, you're gonna write down John Doe. John Doe is automatically gonna be put on the policy as additionally insured to have that coverage through your policy.
0: Now one step further, let's say I'm the PM and I have a client who is a a host Mm re-renting. So they're the one renting from the landowner, they get that uh, secured lease and then they give it to me to manage. Mm -hmm. So in this same scenario, all of us are, are covered by this policy, correct?
1: Correct. One policy, named insured, property manager, real estate owner. You got okay. it a hundred percent. And that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to pitch this as something very unique to proper and we don't charge for it and so on. But it, it, it's actually um, kind of fundamental in insurance being additionally insured on other people's policies and stuff, because ultimately what happens at the end of the day is people end up suing each other and you sort of had the same interest in the first place. All of you are very aware of the Airbnb and you're all trying to make a buck and one policy can, can cover all of you. There's good. no reason it shouldn't.
0: Good. I love that, man. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good place to stop today because I, you've given us a lot. I think the next step for anybody that is serious about doing this is that they, they get a hold of you guys, right? And and they start talking through their own scenarios. So, um, how can they reach your company if they want to, whether they want to, they already know they want to do business with you or whether they just have some questions.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And I'll I'll give the info and then I'm going to give a a closing statement here. If you will. um, we like people to call us, um, because again, we do sell through education. Uh, Um, we love the questions. We love fielding them. It, I always say to my staff, it's just good business. Um, to be very upfront and to educate people. And if our closing ratio is 20 or 40 or 60, whatever it is, it's just good business. These people are going to be clients for a very long time. So call us, the number is 888-631-6680. And then the other way, which is phenomenal as well, is our homepage. Just go to the website and there's a button there. It says, get a quote in five minutes and you can put in your name property address and email and then one of our licensed agents will actually follow up with you and the website is a little unique it's uh P-R-O-P-E-R, dot i n s u r e so there's no .com it's proper.insure okay and yeah i can the,
0: i can have my tech guy get this up on the screen for them too so yeah
1: absolutely and you know, there's a really great conversation today. Thank you. Um,
0: no, I appreciate you being here.
1: Yeah. And the most important thing is nothing fits into a box. So here's a scenario for you. You have a re-renter. who has gone through your program. He's got five properties. He's looking at a 4,000 square foot house that's on Craigslist for rent. And he wants to approach the owner and the owner says, well, what are you going to do? And you say, oh, I'm going to re-rent this property and everything's going to be great. And, you know, I'll, I'll pay you what I would normally pay, 12 months." lease. Okay, great. But, but I want insurance. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care what you have. I'm, I'm the owner. I own this home. I want, I want insurance. Well, they can actually buy proper insurance as well. They buy our policy and then they add your guy on as additionally insured.
0: Even better, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. So the point is, call us. Because every one of these little relationships that you have with the owners of these properties, some of them will be turn and burn, and you do your 12-month lease, and you buy proper insurance and add them, and it's great. Others may be single-family homes, townhomes, condos, duplexes, apartments, lots of different moving parts. And everyone is almost a little bit unique. So... Pick up the phone, call us, explain exactly what we're doing. And we can also help you um, secure some of these leases as well, because there's nothing better than peace of mind about uh, insurance and Lloyd's of London and liability insurance and your business professional. Cause at the end of the day, this is a business. You need business insurance and that's exactly what we're doing. We're selling you business
0: insurance. That's awesome. And guys, uh, that'll, that'll do it for today as you... As you are wrapping up here today, I just want to thank you, Darren, Petty John, uh, The Real Deal from Proper Insurance. Thank you so much for taking some time to be here with us. Guys, this this is legitimate. This is what we need if we want to build a big business. And I know that's why you're all here. So I commend you for being here. And I thank you. And we'll look forward to the next episode. But again, thank you so much, Darren, for being here with us today. You're welcome. All right. Take care, guys. If you like the idea of making money on autopilot with real estate, we encourage you to get serious about it. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe and share this podcast and go register for my free web training at www.sixfigurehosts.com.